Today on The Topic Show, Trump says don't vote for Vivek. Vivek responds in the most classy possible way and gets a record amount of positive feedback. District Attorney Fannie Willis stole from taxpayers that goes viral for saying she simply quote-unquote stumbled. BMW beat Mercedes and Audi in 2023 sales. Costco to crack down on non-members sneaking into the stores. But like Manny Skorsky is, well, for very few points indeed, and Toyota Super sales have crashed in 2023. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added research and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. I gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's the joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So, if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have BMW beating Mercedes and Audi for 2023 sales. Now, they are perhaps one of the most premier automotive companies that are moderately dedicated to keeping the three pedals alive. Also known as the stick shift, also known as manual transmission, also known as the best experience you'll have driving bar none. If you have never had that opportunity, I highly recommend going out there, either driving one of those vehicles or better yet, purchasing one of those vehicles new to send manufacturers a message that there are some people who care about a true driving automotive fun experience. But nevertheless, I partially digress. Now this comes to us thanks to BMW blog, Specifically, it's by the writer Horatio or Horato Boreo. And they noted that in terms of 2023 luxury sales, BMW beat them both out. It looks like the Munich based company, they had a record selling 362,244 units of its core brand in the US market, marking a 9% increase. So, someone in their sales and/or marketing department probably going to get a raise this year. Or at least they probably deserve a raise because that is. A phenomenal growth rate, especially when you have pretty heavy competition. Now, they did know that despite a strong fourth quarter, the rival Mercedes-Benz will finish in this year and last year rather in third place. The Stuttgart-based automotive manufacturer reported total sales of 351,746 units in 2023, which granted is increased, but that's only increased by 0.2% compared to 2022. If you exclude the number of vans, the overall sales in the U.S. are even lower. 282,229 units, which, geez louise, sometimes we forget how much of a big commercial footprint Mercedes has, because, not obviously, but, you know, most people think about consumable materials, and, you know, going to the dealership, we think of the sedans, and when we think of vans, we think of pejorative minivans, which are, many would say, soulless, boring vehicles with no stick shifts a majority of the time, but commercial vans are a huge segment for Mercedes, and a lot of industrials small businesses and many companies utilize those vehicles for that particular application. That is an astonishing large amount of their sales. Now it looks like they know that Lexus is making a little bit of a comeback, but still nowhere close. So be interested to see again, gotta respect BMW. They, they're, they're not the most dedicated to the stick shift and three pedals. They, truth be told, that last automotive convention, I went, well, not really convention, BMW sponsors the Dallas Half Marathon, Marathon, Ultra Marathon, 5K, pretty much every running rate, every iteration of the race in December every year. And they, since they're the core sponsor, they have all their vehicles at the packet pickup and throughout the whole event. And all their vehicles there are the ones that they want to send a message of, you know, this is our favorite vehicles, this is the ones we want to push, this is our vision of the company. 
And truth be told, all the ones that they had there were all boring, aka they had two pedals. They're all automatic. Most of them are electric. Which again, BMWs, they're known for actually the longest automotive advertisement in history is BMW, the ultimate driving experience or the ultimate driving machine. It's one of those things where, I don't know, to me, you'll never get that with just two pedals. But it's interesting to see BMWs slowly increasing the luxury market. Let me know, have you ever owned a BMW? Would you ever want one? I recently gave them kudos for having over 50% sales rate for the M2, which granted, we gotta give those kudos to the consumers since they're the one actually purchasing the product and telling BMW, hey, we still have a six shift, even though when you talk to your president and a couple of your executives, you say you're worried about supply chain, you might, might, might not be able to get clutches in a couple of years, which again, if the market is there, make them yourself. Again, I'm not sure the volume or the price point that would need to actually have that be a break even or a, pot, a profit segment of the company. But nevertheless, it is interesting. BMW continue to grow and they're pretty unique in terms of, you know, still you'd argue family owned or family controlled with the Quant family, one of the most fascinating, mysterious families out there. One of my favorite books, truth be told, is Driven by, oh, it's a brilliant author, but it's called BMW Driven. It kind of tells you about the automotive history of the company. But it'd be interesting if they keep this growth rate up in 2024. But as I often say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have Costco to scan membership cards to crack down on thieves. Now, this comes as every company is trying to tighten their base, or rather trim the fat, make sure they're profitable, and decrease the losses that they usually suspect and they usually are hit with, especially with retail theft being one of the top issues in the United States that unfortunately there's not a lot of appetite to fix, both from a legal and moral perspective, that is not good. Now, I think Target alone estimated they lost $400 million in in products in 2023 just walked off the shelves and yet they're not actually pushing to prosecute that but another topic for another time perhaps in terms of costco it's one of those things where they weren't really cracking down on this in 2023 it's one of those things where i'm pretty sure by they're probably supposed to and they'll ask you for your id and before people in the comments freak out we're talking about their actual membership id not another form of id now, it's one of those instances where if you look at the business model of Costco, very similar to Sam's Club, they make all their profits from the memberships. That's why the products inside the store are so astonishingly cheap. It's usually at a break-even price point. They may even lose some money on some certain product just as a loss leader to get people in the doors and to sign up for the membership. Really, the largest growth mechanism for the company, the only reason they make a profit and they can grow as a business is with the membership cards. So if you just sneak in without having to pay for that annual membership, you are stealing from the company because again, you're not supposed to be there with the exception of, I forget if it's, there are certain states in certain instances where you can actually go to Costco to buy pharmaceutical products, even if you are not a member of Costco. So if you ever wanna, now I should say a disclaimer, you probably shouldn't. Some people might have uh, allegedly had jokes with the people checking the Costco just saying you're there for the, the drugs. You're just you're here for the pills or some some of that effect. The, the uh, they may or may not chuckle with uh, delight or surprise or astonishment when you say those such things. Now, it looks like they you know that Costco has you know 871 stores still. They're trying to grow that. They reported net sales on two. Well, what was it net sales the retail month of December? 26.15 billion increase of 9.9 percent over the year before. It looks like the Costco memberships are still 60 dollars annually. For the Gold Star, which sounds pretty cool until you have, I mean, that's just, Gold Star is cool. But even cooler is the Executive Gold Star, that's $120. 
So that is pretty, eh, that's pretty legit. Gold, executive gold starter, that sounds even fancier. Now, marketing aside, that actually, not, not terrible names for marketing nomenclature, so I appreciate that. But it'll be interesting to see as all these companies start to crack down, are consumers gonna be annoyed? Because again, if you're checking every single person's ID, that will increase the wait time, it'll increase the time where you're just standing there. And I don't know, Americans, especially, patience is a rare thing in and of itself. Everyone is so used to instant gratification, having things bought off the internet and arrived within an hour or two is now normal, unfortunately. So it'll be interesting to see, does this turn off consumers? Does this cause anyone to cancel their membership? I would, I venture to say pr the odds of that are probably not high, just because again, there is such an overwhelming benefit to Costco. It's one of the most popular stores in the United States. It's a fascination where I've never driven past a Costco and seen an empty parking lot. Truth be told, there's so many people going to Costco, usually it flows over into the, all their surrounding stores where people are, I remember last time, it's called Musco, there's so many people at the Costco, they're actually parking in the grass on the perimeter of the store. There is such a high volume of foot traffic, which from a retail perspective, that is the pinnacle of success. Usually companies are desperately trying to get people just to get their foot in the door, just to have them compelling to come visit, just go shop there. I mean, Costco's got that. That's a rare, rare, fantastic thing in and of itself. Because of the overwhelming benefit that Costco does provide with one of the best stories in terms of caring about the consumers and the price points, fun ADHD story. The founder of Costco a couple of years back, I believe he's still a chairman, you know, board directors are involved in the company. And the CEO came to him, he said, hey, we had the price of increase, the prices of increasing for our beef supplier. So it's our classic $1.50 hot dog and a drink. We're going to, have to increase the price point. And the founder of Costco told the CEO, I'll effing kill you if you raise that price point, which is a dedication to getting that low price point to keep consumers happy. And it also caused, spurred some innovation where Costco, the CEO actually, they, they crushed the numbers. They found that there's no conceivable way for them to buy it from a supplier. They started to produce their own beef for that as well. Now, unfortunately, the government in the United States has caused record inflation. So I suspect it is still, it is now the point at which they are losing money on those sales, but it's still a viral phenomenon on social media. People go there just for that. And it's a good loss leader. It's great advertising. Sam's Club has tried to copy it with similar promotions, but in terms of a advertisement that everyone knows Costco for, I mean, the $1.50 promo for that hot dog and a soft drink is synonymous with the brand. I think it's the same thing for the rotisserie chicken. It's still like $9.99 or something like that. And it almost becomes a thing of legend where they know they're losing money on it, but it's just a such a strong marketing appeal. And the odds of someone going to Costco just for that one product are so low. Now, that being said, obviously there are some people that do that, but those people I think are outliers that I still think is business brilliance to have that still to this day. So let me know in the comments. Have you ever gone to Costco just for that $1.50 promo? Do you think they should keep it going? And do you think enforcing this type of membership where they're actually you know, checking out your IDs to make sure you're a Costco member, do you think that might backfire and cause the foot tracker to decrease or maybe some people go to Sam's Club? As often and always, I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the Culture Pod podcast, you have Bud Light Manning score seat tweet mainly fails with very few points. Now, this comes to thanks to us on X, or as fewer and fewer people are calling it, on Twitter. 
and it's specifically from the Bud Light profile. And they say before this quick little video here, which is very unrealistic, we'll break it down, of course. They say, quote, the wild card round is here, but there is still time to score a seat at the AFC and NFC championship games or even Super Bowl 58. Just post a photo using hashtag score a seat, hashtag sweepstakes, to then sign up at budlight.com slash easy score for a chance to win. And it looks like this is Peyton or Manning. It's one of the Manning brothers at a alleged bar. And thankfully, it's only about 16 seconds long, so it's not too painful, though moderately entertaining. Not for the good reasons. Playoffs. The games are worth more, and so are your beers. The more you post with Bud Light, the more chances you have at scoring a seat at Super Bowl 58. Nice catch. Wow. Truth be told, this video will probably get struck down because that terrible music might have to mute that later but nevertheless and then it shows a blue screen saying you know there's a website but it has this manning guy so unrealistic he's standing in a bar and behind him is a bar fridge and every single product in the bar fridge again this is a small detail that well only a few people would notice but ironically some of the marketing department did spend a amount of time to they put some thought into it because it, it takes effort to do this Every single can inside the bar, like so it's not directly in the line of sight, it's under the bar eye level, so you're sitting at the bar, but it's below it. Every single one of those cans is Bud Light. And then there's a Bud Light neon sign behind Mr. One of the Mannings. Someone is sitting at the, you can't see them, their face, probably because they're too ashamed to actually be in the commercial, but there's someone sitting at the bar so you can see their hand and the little outline of that. And it's a Bud Light on the bar itself. And again, he's throwing this can of beer across the bar. They don't even show who catches the beer. Presumably, presumably this would probably be more accurately portrayed as a dodgeball parody. Because again, I don't know, if someone were to throw a can of Bud Light at you, instinctively you would probably run away or try to dodge it. Because heaven forbid it actually hit you. Because if it did hit you, granted it might leave an indentation on your head, you might lose some brain cells. But even worse, perhaps, it might even break open. And if the Bud Light can breaks open... Some of that might, some of the debatable beer, arguably piss water, might explode. Some of them that, that material might actually get onto your tongue. And you might actually have to taste that Bud Light, which, again, I'm pretty sure is against the Geneva catch Convention these days. I know they update that, I think, every once in a while. And, some, and you know, cruel and unusual punishment. As some might say, that is problematic. I can't imagine. So they only even show the person who allegedly wants to catch this Bud Light, which, again... If you were to do it in real life, I'm sure there's some joke that could be made about Manning throwing an interception or something like that due to his career. Who knows? But it's one of those things where if you were to catch the can of Bud Light, you couldn't consume the product because it's shaken up, thereby making this whole whole series of commercials even more ridiculous and unrealistic. Now, it would be business brilliance or or maybe you know marketing brilliance. Again, they'd have to pay him a lot more money. I'm pretty sure he's open to it, though. Have them just go to random bars, kind of like a, like a band. Like just go to random bars across all the country, and just have them randomly show up, and have them just buy beer for everyone. I don't know. These commercials, I think they're moderately entertaining. They are getting some people to post some pictures of themselves. I don't know if, or maybe that's just blackmail from someone doing it for them or trying to get revenge. But I don't know. I don't know how many people are really compelled to buy this product because of these commercials. So again, he's. He takes the beer, he throws that someone who you don't even know if they catch it or not. 
and then that's it. Now, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a Bud Light blazer or a Bud Light, you know, logo branded on him, like a tattoo on his neck or on his forehead, which there's a lot of material there now that I see it. I mean, that's just marketing real estate. That's prime real estate, some might say. And, of course, he doesn't get an A-plus for fashion because he didn't even bother to suit up. It's all mentioned always. He has some type of blue sweater thing. I guess he has a button-up shirt under it. You can see one button attempting to be buttoned. He doesn't even button it. And there's some guitars on the wall behind him in the bar. And, pathetically enough, within 24 hours, which were our download statistics, we only got 10,000 views, which, again, for... I'm, I'm told this is a popular sports balls figure. Everyone likes sports balls. I mean, he threw lots of pigskins and people caught them. He, he's an important guy. I, but no one's tuning into this. Which, again, Bud Light is a multi... Anheuser-Busch and Bev, the parent company, has billions of dollars behind them. They could certainly... I guess they could pay to sponsor this video to get pushed out to get more views as well. But, yeah, only 10,000 views and 79 likes, which... In terms of social media, is terrible, obviously. Now, not to brag, but a couple weeks ago, I did get 12 likes on the video. And they were the best 12 of all time. For me, I always go for quality over quantity. Those 12 people are infinitely better than these allegedly 79 people who liked this Bud Light post. And interestingly enough, we do have some people posting pictures of themselves with Bud Light. They are probably people who just want freebies. But maybe we'll find one or two authentic fans. Or fan. Let's dive in and find out. Now... The first one, and again, no one's liking these. One comes from CJ Queen, which is a gal holding a bottle of Bud Light. She is a, let's see. She describes herself as not interested in the relationships, love my country, travel, and spurts. Sports, some might say. She has 930 followers, joined in 2013, so it's not a, you know, it's a, not a brand new account, so she's been around a while. Well, she has. And you look at her profile, it's just hashtag millions and all that crap where, oh yeah, you can win a sweepstakes to get a $100 gift card or some website you don't really care about. So does this person like Bud Light? Now, I do think it is more prudent and better marketing for Bud Light to actually ask for proof that you actually allegedly own the product or purchase the product or at least you're consuming the product to have a picture of you with it. So I think that is slightly better marketing, but she is still just someone who wants free stuff. She's not someone who's a beer on... Oh, I was going to say, a beer connoisseur will never drink a Bud Light unless this person lost a bet or they're on death row and or a government got a hold of them with just cruel and unusual punishment. But nevertheless, let's keep going here. No. There's an alleged man. Well, he's wearing shorts with sneakers and high... and Well, I was going to say F-. minus. He's wearing... Sneakers, but they're not New Balance sneakers. Pathetic. Every man has a pair of New Balance 990s. Made in the USA, the best running shoe of all time. I believe I'm, I'm, I think I'm on my 16th or 17th pair since I bought my first one in college back in the day. The best running shoe, bar none. It's good enough for the military. It's good enough for you. Now, this alleged man, he also has a t-shirt that says old school with an Atari logo. So he gets some, maybe not enough for marketing, maybe D+. And it looks like he has a package... Know, a dolly, and it's filled to the top with cases of Bud Light, and he's holding a Bud Light. Now, he did crop the photo so you can't see his eyes, so he's like, maybe it's Batman, so it's only his nose and above. So you can see his whole body except the very top. And he did the hashtag, you know, score seat and scratch his sweepstakes. His name is Todd Christensen. Now, no one liked that, and four people did see it. 
have to brag with. Statistically speaking, at least seven people will watch this video. Historically speaking, that should be true. So we're winning. We're beating him in that regard. Mr. Todd Christensen. So zero views for, or sorry, zero likes, four views on his response. He has, going to his profile, he has 70 followers. Joined in 2016, so it's not new. The heck? So he is just someone who wants free crap. The most weird thing is he retweeted to try to win. What is this? It's called Hint Water. I I can't imagine how little time you're... I don't know how little your time is worth to actually do all these sweepstakes. He is a apparently a haircut enthusiast. Every... What is this? Every day? He's reposting for sports clips. Again, just to win haircuts. Which, at his age, I would hope he'd be married, at which point you wouldn't need to pay for haircuts. You would just have your wife do it. Like, so again, not really building any confidence or... Not really building any enthusiasm for the brand. Just someone who wants free stuff. Scrolling down. And no, one, none of these are getting likes. And I scroll down. got more and more people. A lot of people. But no likes. So they are posting pictures of Bud Light. So. What is this? Probably 10 or 15 pictures of just. Let me see here. So What's the stats? So it's only 61 people commented. That's terrible. Not to brag about 18 people commented on one of my videos earlier this month. Many of them were pejorative about myself and critiquing. However, any feedback is greatly appreciated because that's how you grow and develop. And I would also argue those comments have more than a modicum of intelligence, which is something, something much, much lacking in most public comments. And again, of the 61 comments, overwhelming majority is just pictures of photos, which a lot of these are stock photos. It's not actually pictures of the individual. Now, there are a couple with the individual holding the beer, which, again, for marketing, you could argue is better for the brand because they're starting to build that attempted loyalty. And again, they want to show that humans drink this product, allegedly, so that's good. Now, going scrolling down, we finally get to a couple comments that have likes. And the first comment that has a like is CTM. They just simply say, nope. And that got one like. Now, scrolling down, let's see here. Where was it? Someone, I don't, I can't decide if it's just stupid or silly or kind of funny, but someone did actually just print a picture of the logo of Bud Light. So they have a piece of printer paper just says Bud Light. And it's in black and white, so they didn't want to pay for the ink for color. I, I can't tell if this person is being serious or not, but that was a post. Only got one like. Now, the first one that actually got more than one like comes from Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson says, quote, Peyton Manning has no idea. I'm sure that Bud Light was solely a beer for transsexuals making it a substandard brand, and it tastes like poop emoji. There are too many other great beer brands to choose from. Stay away from this garbage brand, unquote. That got five likes. Scrolling down, got a couple more pictures of Bud Light. Let's see here. Again, a couple of people are simply saying nope, getting a couple one likes. Great Yoon Conformity says, quote, Peyton in a name, Peyton is a name that will that can go either way. At least the legal transition will be easier. Unquote. Getting two likes. Sour Pig says, quote, that right there is a man for sale. Unquote. Getting three likes. Tiny Baby Jesus says, quote, really? And you can't pay the for hourly workers for having a good wage? Unquote. Getting two likes. Hey Blue Hawaii says, quote, Peyton is lame. Never drink beer that has been shaken. Loser. Unquote. Getting one like. 
C. Mill says, quote, that's not an apology, unquote, getting one like. Bruno Schalmoffer says, quote, no thanks, not even free will I drink your liberal crap beer. P.S. No one throws beer cans inside a bar like that. Stupid, unquote, getting two likes. Which, yes, obviously, no one throws beer like that in a bar. Or no one should do that. I don't think it's recommended. It would be hilarious if this started a cultural social media trend where people start chucking cans of Bud Light across the bars. Again, a health hazard in many ways. But that'd be kind of funny. John Gallot says, quote, Anheuser-Busch just has a deceptive, or sorry, Anheuser-Busch is just as deceptive as a man dressed like a woman, unquote, getting two likes. Let's see here. Adolf Schlickengruber says, quote, Pedo Beer, unquote, and it's a gif, or as youth might call it a gif, of a man with probably about two pounds of makeup thrown on his face, dressed in drag, getting, I got one like. Let's see here. Oh, good gracious. I, there's a disclaimer saying, quote, show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. Of course, we're going to click that bonus button. And the first one of those is interesting. The text says this one smells different, and it is a Photoshop of Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz with Dil Mulvaney's face put on Dorothy, and Biden behind Dorothy, or Dylan, sniffing Dylan, and on the hay, which is in the background, are all the, the Pride Bud Light bottles and the Bud Light logo. Continue to scroll down. Let's see here. Your Johnny B. Rotten says, quote, your brand is ruined, idiots went woke, and now only pejorative F-word drink it, unquote. So a couple of super secret hidden ones. And if we go to the top, you have that one where... The hidden replies, there's the standard hidden replies, you just click that. If we do that, we have Apollo de Maltri as the juxtaposition of Dil Mulvaney with, I don't even know, yeah, with a bow tie in Dylan's hair, a signature creepy smile. However, some might debate what's, well, who has the most awkward smile? Dil Mulvaney, Ron DeSantis, or me? Perhaps a good example of how you can be a winner or loser at the same time. That'd perhaps be a tight race in that. Now, the picture of Dylan Mulvaney has the text below it saying, pretends to be a woman. Next to Dylan is a picture of Bud Light, and it says, pretends to be a beer, unquote. And that got four likes. And that was, again, one of the superseding grit hidden responses that Bud Light didn't want you to see. Another one is from a profile by the name of The Man They Call Pain. And it's, I forget that movie or whatever that clip is going around. We have a, I was going to say, cover your ears if you have children listening. You have a man tucking his junk behind him, and they, I don't know what you call it. They show it to the police. I don't know if this is a movie or a sketch. And you also have Dylan putting on lipstick. And that got two likes. The third and last of the super secret hidden responses that Bud Light didn't want you to see comes from Julia Broderick. Julia says, quote, seriously? Sai, you've lost $25 billion, 400 employees, one bottling plant, and now you're just the case study for business school for what not to do. Just apologize, unquote, getting three likes. Which, I was going to say, full transparency, my show did like that. Because again, statistically speaking, they've lost a lot of employees. Technically, there's two bottling plants. I don't, they didn't technically own them. They were a contractor that made the signature Bud Light glass bottles. 
And because of the dramatic, dramatic drop in demand by about 30% in sales, which is about 26 um, in sales or 26% by volume, that was to the point where they had to shut down two facilities or two bottling plants. Now, in terms of the foreign employees, those are the direct employees. In terms of the indirect employees who work with the distributors and the resellers, there's that huge ripple effect as well. And this will be a business case that people talk about for years if you go to an actual college that isn't biased and ridiculous. Any unbiased person when it comes to the Bud Light debate or the Bud Light boycott should be able to sit down and say, hey, statistically, if you lost this amount of stock value over this period of time, you lost this amount of sales, you lost this amount, the things that are tougher to measure perhaps are brand loyalty, which again, then you have to come into things that are, you have to pull in things like polls, which polls can be, depending on how you word it, they can be tweaked and manipulated in many ways. So, I mean, just statistically speaking, the Bud Light boycott worked and they are doing terribly. Their stock did come up a little bit, partially because, you know, Bill Gates pumped in, I believe about $97 million to buy their stock, as well as a couple other influence, influential people to say. So it'll be interesting to see, again, I don't think this, was, this particular sports ball campaign is very effective. I don't think this is going to increase their sales. I can't imagine how much they're paying Peyton Manning, probably more than they paid Dylan Mulvaney. Again, Dylan Mulvaney made $185,000 for like two photos and a video, which, geez Louise, I can't imagine making so much money by, with so little effort. Maybe yeah, this person says they're oppressed. They got million dollar deals. I think Maybelline paid Dylan a million dollars, which... Again, astonishing amount of money. So let me in the comments. Are you going to buy Bud Light this year? Or will you continue the Bud Light boycott? As always, be fascinated here. what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news that kind of believes in the political news is Fannie Willis stole from the state and the comments have roasted her for using the race card. Now, she appears to be a district attorney. And this first came to the public light on... The profile on X Twitter from End Wokeness, and within 24 hours, you got 3.4 million views and 19,000 likes. Now, this is an exact quote from End Wokeness, and he says, "Quote: D.A. Fannie Willis breaks her silence on the scandalous affair and improper use of taxpayer funds. Quote: We cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. We need to be allowed to stumble." Unquote. So, a quote within a quote, and it's only about two minutes long. So go ahead and play it without too much further ado. Again, I'm evaluating, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> some software to increase the production value of the show. I'm trying to have in-production recording software that will allow me to do picture-in-picture. Picture. So when we have these instances where we are referring clips, I'll be able to show it. Ideally, it will magically pop up above my left or right shoulder. So if you have suggestions, leave them in the comments below. I greatly appreciate it. I've had struggles with the current camera. I will, I've gotten to the point where I'll be, even after updating the firmware, it won't sync up with certain softwares to do the picture in picture properly. So subsequently, I'll probably have to upgrade the camera soon. So I appreciate your patience. But if you have feedback and you know any suggestions, let me know as I do want to increase the show value. And without further ado, so this is Fanny Willis, and I believe she appears to be speaking at a church. His grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people. Hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. 
The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. I almost had a visceral disgust as he tries to perverse and manipulate the Bible. So his flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary, God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. See, it is never about who you are. It is always about the great I am and who he is. See, we are all flawed, sinners, unworthy, imperfect, damaged, but we are qualified upon his call. You can find common ground with people of all different ideologies if you simply commit yourself to being obedient and steadfast in your efforts and his work. If you commit yourself, God will turn your hard-headed self into the extraordinary for his kingdom. Thank you. So she didn't apologize or, you know, see her. She's sorry. She didn't, you know, admit fault. I mean, she certainly didn't humble herself, which is, for I, I was going to say, I, it's becoming rare, rare for people to actually read the Bible. But that's kind of an important part is accepting responsibility, humbling yourself, repentance, actually making up for your sins. And yet she says, you know, you just can't expect black women to be perfect and save the world. I, I mean, no one has accept. I don't think many people expect perfection. We accept you to abide the law. And again, it looks like she had an affair. God's not really cool with affairs either. So she stole from taxpayers, had an affair. Admittedly, it sounds like the people all love her in the church. And it seems like that is the silver lining of most churches, that they'll forgive anyone, which, again, that is important. But she doesn't even seem sorry. She's just deflecting. She's certainly not taking any responsibility. She's dodging it like many people do. Perhaps I'm alone in this assessment. But let's dive in the comments and find out. Let's see here. So interestingly enough, it's not the first, there's no likes, but I want to read this comment because it's an outlier. So it's funny because this Luke Zaliski. He is very much a political leftist, and spoiler alert, that district attorney is left-leaning, allegedly. Um, district attorneys are supposed to be unbiased, apolit they're supposed to be, but we all know they're not. Now, Louis Zaliski, he spends a lot of time on Vivek's and DeSantis' social media, very much a leftist, he doesn't like them, he critiques them, I would usually say he doesn't actually hit the points well, but nevertheless, he commented and he said, quote, for all we know, end wokeness is fanny, unquote. Which, again, this person, I guess, has not been doxxed yet, so we don't know who Ann Wokeness is, but, yeah, that's not... That's highly improbable. And, hilariously enough, this person got zero likes. And only 57 views for that response. Now, granted, the average person watching Ann Wokeness' profile, probably more in the middle, politically speaking, or more to the right. 
But it's interesting to see that this person got zero. When usually, you know, when he's critiquing Vivek and DeSantis, he'll get a couple hundred likes, because again, those are, I guess, in terms of a political target, those are much more well-known people, and a lot more people critiquing them. But it's kind of funny that the first comment that you see is just someone who got no likes for this particular thread, so to say. Now, nevertheless, going back to this, the real response is actually got likes. First one comes from Paul De, uh, Suspila, Suspila. I need to message him just ask, you know, how do you pronounce the name? Because I've seen his profile more and more. Now, he says, quote, There's a difference between stumbling and committing a crime. Fannie Willis stole from the Georgia taxpayer to enrich herself via her lover. For that, she should be disbarred and fired. She should also have to return the funds. But because she's black, it's a quote-unquote stumble, unquote. They got 5.2 thousand likes. That's quite a few likes. Not to brag, but I did get 12 likes on one of my videos last week. 12. And they were the best likes of all time, obviously. Quality or quantity. So if you have a minute to take, or actually not even a minute, if you have one-tenth of a second and like this video, greatly appreciate it. Now, Mark, another top response is, quote, of course she uses the race card. It's like a Jerry Springer show episode, unquote. They got 2.2 thousand likes. And we've been, it is astonishing to live in a day and age where, oh yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't paid him back. Of course not. Let's see here. Continuing to go down. David Gligo says, quote, What does being a black woman have to do with her being corrupt? Nothing. The answer is nothing. Unquote. They got 2.4 thousand likes. Which, again, is true. Any corruption should be weeded out of government. Anyone who's stealing like that, you would think they'd be fired in a New York minute. Like that. And yet, some people just acquiesce from all responsibility. Some people might call them Democrats. That's a pun. Or a, kind of a sad observation when you look at political persecution in the United States. I should also say for the verification if the uh, Clintons are listening, I love life and never end it prematurely, for the record. But, nevertheless, there are also Republicans who steal. Should be told I'll hold most, col I'll hold most politicians in very high regard. There might be five maybe six, I think, worth supporting, actually, constitutionalist. Nevertheless, someone by the name of Ben Q says, quote, this is basically saying she wants people to forgive her, to give her a free pass because she's black, unquote, getting 6.1 thousand likes. Which, again, I'm one of those people where I always judge a man by his, his character and his actions, not by things he can't control. So it is always, though, I don't know, when people automatically start off or they emphasize their race... It's just one of those things where, well, like, what does this have to do with stealing? Like, you're saying, like, one has nothing to do with the other. You just happen to be that. So you want us to forgive you because that one factor that you cannot control? That, yeah. Let's see. Peas Pismo? Pismo says, quote, well, five laughing emojis. Funny how all the get Trump liberal nut jobs they hire end up being criminals themselves, unquote. They got 2.8 thousand likes. Joshua Walker replied saying, quote, Stumble is not what she has done. She's guilty of Rico herself. Donald Trump did not lose in Georgia in 2020, unquote. That got 2.5 thousand likes, as well as probably a disclaimer in this, if it's on YouTube, uh, for a funny little paragraph on YouTube, Google's perception of the Georgia 2020 election. It is fascinating to see all the disclaimers that pop up when you talk about hot topics on 
Google and YouTube, and they are all, of course, politically ideologically one way. Someone by the name of We Wu says, quote, she is a slut, unquote. They got 1.7 thousand likes. Let's see. Steve Ferguson replied saying, quote, Stubble, she used taxpayer dollars to get laid and then go after President Trump with an illegitimate inquisition, unquote. They got 969 likes. Appropriate number of likes. Let's see here. I don't type. Allegedly, this is the person's profile name. I'm not sure how they got this message out. Perhaps they use voice-to-text technology. Nevertheless, it's alleged I don't type, said, quote, she wants a free pass because she's black and a female, and she's doing it in a church because she's a self-righteous hypocrite, unquote. That got 123 likes. It is also fascinating in the video. You have a lot of people just, well, some might say mindlessly droning along, saying yes and agreeing with her. But it is funny and interesting how anyone could kind of increase their perception of themselves. Like, if you just do a video of you, where everyone behind you is just saying, oh, yes, yes, we agree, we agree. It kind of does sound like, it's almost like the imitation of intelligence. Like, they're all saying, oh, yeah, we agree. You're, it makes you look good. When, to me, I just see, you know, parrots and drones, and I don't think so. Kind of like a laugh track on a comedy show. If you need a laugh track, I mean, are you really making comedy at all? Perhaps a controversial for, topic for another time, but, yeah. Not a fan of those types of things. One bad dude replies saying, quote, So they want to fill every position with diversity hires and then excuse them for being scumbags and failures because of diversity? Got it. Unquote. They got 878 likes. We'll do one or two more here. Righteous Crusader said, quote, Stumbling and being corrupt are two different things. Unquote. Getting 226 likes. And, yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Although I actually did take time to like it on X Twitter. But nevertheless... I mean, everyone is, and again, everyone is human and everyone makes some mistakes in life. It's even worse if it's, if it's an unintentional mistake, that is one thing. It's still a mistake. But if you intentionally do something, it's infinitely worse. And especially when something that's literally, you're stealing from the taxpayers and having an affair. It's one of those things where you don't actually, it's not like you made a mistake and you accidentally you know, bumped into someone and, you know, actually, you know, you actually, you know, swore, you let a swear slip or something like that. I mean, those are calculated things. They are premeditated. So, yes, there's a huge difference. And also, as well, <laughs> some of the things where, from a religious perspective, yes, if you're truly, again, this is, um, for some people, perhaps an awkward topic, because religious can be a hot topic in and of itself, but an overwhelming majority of religion ideologies do agree that if you truly are sorry and you go to church and you actually promulgate, you will be forgiven. But, I mean, from a legal and societal perspective, in this case, you're stealing. Just because you go to church and God forgives you doesn't mean you don't have to accept responsibility for what you've done, certainly in terms of the eyes of society, like a government. Again, this should be a crime. She should be in jail for, for this theft. Yeah, of course, she is not. And I wouldn't hold my breath anytime soon in terms of actual justice being held. Now, we'll do one or two more. Let's see here. Branos uses the Family Guy meme where you have the little juxtaposition of a, a little hand holding all the different skin tones. It says guilty or innocent. And guilty is switched. The Family Guy, guilty is white, tan, uh, white. I don't know what we call it, uh, milky white. 
So a little bit of yellow, and then the family guy's skin tone. And then instead of, that's guilty. And then under that it says imperfect, and it's the light brown, dark brown, black colors. And the meme text with Peter Griffin says, quote, leftist ethics be like. They got 628 likes. We'll do one or two more. Washington Ghost, which, A plus for marketing, the profile picture is in fact of George Washington, and he looks like a ghost. Though, I don't know if this is really him. I I suppose if you've been around since, you know, all the time, you probably are certainly keeping up with technology, you're hanging out. But still, I'm not sure how a ghost would type. I, presumably their finger would go right through the keyboard. But nevertheless, it's alleged Washington Ghost says, quote, so your race is now an excuse for corruption, unquote. That got 951 likes. Let's see here. One more. We'll do one more. Uncommon Sense says, quote, a.k.a. Fanny Willis. What I did was wrong, but please ignore it while I prosecute a man for a crime we made up. Unquote. With also an included clown emoji. That got 425 likes. And... This is perhaps one of the most consistent comment sections. I'm not seeing a lot. Truth be told, I don't see any actually supporting her. Because again, she broke the law. It doesn't matter what your race is. You stole and you committed an affair. I mean, truth be told, unfortunately, I don't think they'll, she'll ever be prosecuted or held responsible. Which, again, I think a lot of people, especially politically in the middle, where I find myself in many topics, it's one of the things where people are starting to recognize this isn't, well, not just doesn't feel fair, but just empirically, if you look at all this evidence, this isn't fair. Why isn't she being why isn't she being charged? Why isn't she in court or going to jail for this? Why isn't she she's not even paying the money back? Like it's ridiculous to say the least, and certainly does not any it really inspire any faith in justice system. Granted, that's a pretty low bar. I don't know how much faith is really left these days. Now <coughs> excuse me. Now let me know in the comments, do you think what are the odds that this actually goes to trial and she actually has to defend her actions? Or is she even, when she goes to court, does she have to defend herself? Or does she even get to that point? What are the odds of that? Like 0. 0.00001? Though a wise, wise pilot did once tell me, never tell me the odds. So it'll be interesting to see, but in terms of the odds of this game prosecuted, I, or having her day in court, I would say the odds are not good. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Donald Trump saying not to vote for Vivek. Now, he first posted this on Truth Social, which is a social media company that I believe, I think he has a majority stake in the company. Truth be told, just for reporting alone, I should probably get on there one of these days. Now, thankfully, there are so many people on the X Twitter who just repost everything that he does, which saves a little bit of time. Now, this was reposted on X Twitter by Daniel Baldwin, and he says, quote, President Trump drops a hammer on Vivek, unquote. And he has the picture of the screenshot from Truth Social with that. That is the same hashtag, real Donald Trump. And this one, as youth might say, viral. So it did happen about a week ago, but I took the statistics 48 hours after. And it got 4.1 million views and 2.4 thousand likes. So interestingly enough, that's perhaps one of the worst ratios. Well, I was going to say the worst ratio of the year. Granted, it's pretty short in the year. But probably in the past six months, in terms of the number of views versus likes, that is astonishingly low. In fact, just to do a little bit of fun math today, and granted, many people might blame the teachers' unions for being corrupt and evil and not doing their jobs, some, but it's one of those instances where 
the ACD scores at I mean, public schools, like 32-year low. Math, science, history, those scores are all at the bottom of the barrel. And yet the teachers' unions say they deserve more money, interestingly enough. So since these public schools can't do their job for the most part, we'll do a little bit of fun math here today, and arguably much better. Now we're going to turn this into percentage. So 4.1 million people saw this. So we're going to punch that out of the calculator. 4.1 million people saw this. Although we're going to do actually 2.4,000 liked it. So 2.4,000 divided by 4.1 million. Jeez Louise, that's 5.85e to the negative 4. So we're going to turn that into a percentage. Turn that into a percentage, you have to multiply it by 100. That gives us 0.0585. Or if you feel so inclined, we could round up. So we'll go 0 0.0. Six. So all of, of all the people who saw this, 0.06% of people liked it. Now, that is also very, 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 very tiny. That's ridiculously, that's basically very few to know people actually like this. We have now contributed more math education than some public schools in the United States, which is a little sad. It's even sadder that it's kind of true. Now, getting to the actual quote from Donald Trump, he says, quote, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, quote, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA, unquote. And again, that was that's the least number of like ratios. And I'm not sure this is because Trump now sees Vivek as a political rival, where in the past Vivek's poll numbers are so relative to the other Republican nominees, so small, maybe wasn't worth attacking. He also, I mean, through Vivek's entire campaign, he's been nothing but hospitable towards Trump, only critiquing him in one or two areas. And even then, it was very respectful. It wasn't really, it wasn't a direct attack on the, as he has with other political opponents, where it's much more visceral. And there's a lot of people that want Vivek for a VP. And Vivek is, again, he's had many interviews where he says he's not running for a second place. He has a business mindset. He's been a CEO of billion dollar companies. I could see why he wouldn't be happy being what many people perceive vice president as a second place or kind of a back office job. I mean, it may, not many, not at all, but in many instances, the vice president is just, some people would say it's a do-nothing job. Truth be told, you, let me know in the comments, what has Kamala Harris done in the past couple of years? She was, her job in terms of Biden, assigning her, you know, specific things to fix and do, was to fix the border. I don't think she visited for like 24 months or 36 months or something like that. Has she, has she successfully accomplished anything? I should start bringing props to the show. I should have brought a pin to have that pin drop. Because again, I can't think of anything Kamala Harris has accomplished. She has had highly entertaining interviews where they're funny, but it's kind of funny because of her ineptitude. It's not because of anything she's accomplished. I mean, even with Biden, you could argue his accomplishments, he did avoid a strike, I believe, was the rail workers. Now, granted, he did it in the worst possible way, which is caving into them. But... He did come in and they avoided a strike partially because of his involvement. So when you look at her, what she's done is not very much. So let's go in the comment section and see what are the people thinking about this. Because 
again, it, I it is a little unusual for Trump to be doing this, and I'm not. I don't see the political. I don't really see the political advantage, because again, DeSantis and Nikki Haley, they're much more ahead in the polls. We have the caucuses, but I digress. Let's dive in the comments find out. So average person, good good name. I approve of that. They say, quote, name any policy position. Trump is better than Vivek. Show your work. Unquote. I got 698 likes. Now, truth be told, I think Vivek has been a lot more articulate on how he would go around facing a lot of problems, especially on a federal level by decreasing the vast, overwhelming size that's come to the government and getting rid of some of the problematic departments that are, many people would argue, doing more harm than good. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's saying, name a policy better than Trump. I mean, shutting down the ATF is one I could, obviously, I believe in the Constitution, so that'd be good for me, though. Vivek also said it would be a reassigning jobs for that. I would be much more interested if Vivek said he's going to get rid of the NFA, or also known as the National Firearm Act of 1934. Again, I'm not a doctor, but if you click subscribe, it may very well assist with my speaking ineptitudes, my stuttering, speaking too fast. Again, it's just a theory I have, and it could help. So if you take that minute or actually one-tenth of a second to like this video and subscribe to me, I would greatly appreciate it. And it may very well help it with my speaking ineptitudes. Now, going back to the comments, Tom Ferry says, quote, Trump eventually throws everyone under the bus. It's only about him, nothing, and no one else matters, unquote. They got 623 likes. Mystic Moderist says, quote, It's more of a tell than a hammer. It shows they consider Vivek a legitimate threat, unquote. They got 304 likes. Who asked you? Said, quote, It seems he's not actually pointing out anything wrong with Vivek, just sly insinuations. Friendly fire at best on the eve of the Ohio vote. Miscalculation at worst, unquote. They got 463 likes. Mochi the Agorist? Says, quote, Vivek doing much better in Iowa than the established media polls reporting, unquote, getting 634 likes. Trey Lee says, quote, bad off-brand move by Trump sounds desperate and pleasing, unquote. And 413 likes. I mean, in terms of off-brand, I'm not sure about that. Because, again, Trump is, he attacks his political opponents. It's usually highly, highly entertaining. And, I mean, in the polls, it is usually effective. Now, he's not going all out against Vivek. And, again, there's still time, of course. But, I mean, with most other political opponents, he has very hilarious, sometimes interesting, pejorative nicknames for all of them. And, Wrong to Santimonious is, I I still think there's more material. Trump could have done something better than that. I mean, high high heel boot, Ron. I mean, some there's a lot of material to work with, but I mean, there's everyone that Trump disagrees with greatly. He usually will have a specific nickname for them. He will really lambast them, and politically speaking, it, it does help in the polls. It, but he hasn't come up with a nickname for Vivek yet. He isn't pushing too hard. So it is interesting, though. Now, Doug still chimes in and says, quote, translation, Vivek is rapidly moving up in the polls, and quote, getting 567 likes. Brian Gaiman says, quote, Trump should not have attacked Vivek. Trump seems to have problems maintaining long-term relationship, long relationships, unquote. You got 154 likes. Let's see here. Fed Carlton says, quote, I'm liking Vivek a lot more than Trump these days, unquote, getting 97 likes. Quasi Me says, quote, he should probably debate him, unquote, getting 24 likes. Scott Argon chimed in, saying, quote, Vivek provides a coherent plan forward. He understands how the system works and how 
it can be accomplished as president. Trump did a decent job at exposing a concerning side of our government. Vivek all the way, unquote, gained 91 likes. Rusty Shackleford, who, A minus or A plus for inside joke, though, eh, I think the profile picture is of a termite. I was going to say, A A minus for inside joke, if you know what that reference is. But again, unfortunately, the voice actor has passed away, so this is not the voice actor. So alleged, this alleged Rusty Shackleford said, quote, Vivek is right about Trump, a quote, getting 85 likes. See here. John Basinger says, quote, looks pretty light to me, unquote, getting 40 likes. So it looks like, yeah, a lot, a couple people who are very much Trump fans agreeing with the post. But I would say it looks like more often than not, more than half the comments are confused or supporting Vivek. And again, a lot of people saying it's not that bad of a diss. And some might argue it might be a test to see what Vivek would do. Truth be told, many people believe, as a wise man once said, character is not truly known unless it's really tested, or you don't really know someone until they're tested. There's many metaphors for that, but again, I would say in that regard, Vivek passed Renal Collars, and I'll discuss that in a New York Minute. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek having the most classy response to Trump insulting him, and it is Vivek's most liked tweet, bar none. Now, I've been covering Vivek for not quite a year yet. Truth be told, I think the podcast has been around for nearly a year. Now, Trump, and if you're watching the full show, we just analyzed Trump going after Vivek. And as I say, if you're tuning in just for the individual clip for this, I'll reiterate right now. So a little while back, Trump on True Social said, quote, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped into this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fail. MAGA, unquote. So this is the first time that Trump directly attacked, politically speaking, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Vivek responded in perhaps the best way possible. And he was rewarded with more likes than ever before. And as youth might say, he was ratioed in a good way. He's vindicated. So perhaps as a opposite of ratioed, I'll have to check out the Urban Dictionary or Urban Dictionary. I still need to learn what capped means. There's a lot of terms I need to catch up with. Nevertheless, Vivek responded. And these statistics were all written down 48 hours after. Granted, I know it's been a couple days. I had a, little, a couple things come up. So it took a couple days for us to actually cover this specific topic. But... Within 48 hours, it got 15.6 million views and 125,000 likes, which, again, is more than he's ever gotten in about a year. And he's had some great posts. I mean, his average post on X Twitter will get between maybe 500,000 and 3 million. I'd say that's a good average, which, again, that's a, that's a wide band there. But that's about the average amount of feedback that he gets on X Twitter. Now, again, this is Vivek responded, and he's saying this is a little long. And truth be told, perhaps it's dyslexia or just speaking aptitudes. I very well may have some stumbles throughout this quote. That being said, I'm not a doctor, but if you click the subscribe button, it may very well assist with my speaking aptitudes. Watch the first couple videos. I stuttered a lot, and I spoke a lot faster, believe it or not. And these days, 
granted, there's a lot of room for improvement. Let me know in the comments if there's anything else I can work on. But as we've got more subscribers, the speaking aptitudes appear to be getting a little bit less. So my theory is, and perhaps we proved together, if you click the subscribe button, very well may assist with the videos getting more and more smooth and me making less and less mistakes. Time, of course, shall tell. And we'll dive into Vivek's response right now. He says, quote, Yes, I saw President Trump's true social post. It's an unfortunate move by his campaign advisors. I don't think friendly fire is helpful. Donald Trump is one of the greatest presidents in the 21st century, and I'm not going to criticize him in his response to this late attack. I've met thousands of Iowans across 390 events here, and they are deeply worried, and so am I, that this system won't allow Donald J. Trump anywhere near the White House again. It seems they may stop at nothing to keep him away from power. I'm worried for Trump. I'm worried for our country. I stood up against the persecutions against Trump, and I've defended him every step. I showed up at the Miami courthouse in solidarity following his first federal indictment. I fired a, I filed a freedom of information demand to the Biden Department of Justice. I submitted an amicus brief this week with the U.S. Supreme Court calling on them to overturn Colorado's ruling. I pledged to remove myself from Maine and Colorado's primary ballots if they remove Trump, calling on DeSantis and Haley to do the same. But we have to open our eyes. Last time it was a man-made pandemic and big tech election interference. Now it's the same billionaires funding the lawsuits against Trump and the ones trying to prop up Nikki Haley. The same mainstream media blasting Trump is lavishing praise on Nikki. They want to narrow down, narrow this to a two-horse race between Trump and Haley, eliminate Trump one way or another, and trot their puppet into the White House. We can't fall for that trap. One year from now, we won't look back and say we were shocked that it happened. We'll all kick ourselves for not stopping it. Our movement must live on. America first didn't start in 2016. It started in 1776. We owe it to our founding fathers to do the right thing for our country. I want to save Trump and save our country. Let's do it together. You won't hear any friendly fire from me. Unquote. And in terms of moves on the political chessboard, I would say checkmate. That is one of the most brilliant and articulate responses I've heard, politically speaking, in my lifetime. Because again, you're not going to win by insulting Trump. Everyone's tried it for years. And it is a political outlier and a fascination that he's kind of immune to it. No matter how much mud you throw at him, it just kind of slides off. And you're not getting a lot of political points. Chris Christie tried that. that was whole, his whole campaign was insulting Trump. And at best, that guy Chris Christie, three point, I think it's 3.2% was his high point. And <laughs> excuse me, that was in the poll aggregator. It's not going to work on the masses. So... I mean, this response was brilliant because, again, and perhaps if Trump, again, there's a lot of theories out there. I'm, I don't think I'm original in this thought, but there's a wise old saying saying, you know, you never know someone's character unless it's truly tested. And maybe this is Trump testing him to see I mean, what would Vivek do? Because, again, Trump has, historically speaking, through all these months, about a year campaign, he hasn't really gone against Vivek. And, again, it, a lot of people are saying it's not really too much of a diss. It wasn't that aggressive. But again, he did throw some mud at Vivek. And Vivek responded again in one of the most articulate ways ever. He's saying he's acknowledging that Trump did some good things, which for million, hundreds of millions of Americans, that is true. There are a lot of things that were better under Donald Trump's leadership than a lot of people would say that now. I'm, anecdotally speaking, I think, I would say in terms of the tax code and a lot of people have more money in their pockets when Trump was in office because there were certain tax breaks that helped out the middle class. And there are a lot of people who love Trump because he did some good. Like, maybe 
I'm saying not many politicians, most politicians don't do much good. I would say many politicians do very minuscule, barely any good, but some do more than others. So it's clever that I think Vivek acknowledged that he said, hey, I saw this being thrown at me. I read it. I'm not going to respond like that. This is my plan. This is what, these are my concerns. I think it's pretty articulate, but maybe I'm alone in this assessment. I mean, statistically, statistically speaking, we know I'm not, but let's go to the comments and see what's the general consensus. We have one of the first responses coming from the, the redheaded libertarian who gets an A plus for marketing. She is very, in fact, a redheaded and libertarian. She, <coughs> and she says, quote, brilliant response, I quote, that got 12,000 likes. Now we do have some contrarian um, comments brewing to the service. And the first one comes from Luke Zaliski, who again, he's a long-time regular and politically speaking, he's much more on the left if you look at his profile where he's politically active. And he says, quote, the truth is Trump is a lifelong fraud who took office in 2016 with Russia interference, lied about it, acted like a Putin asset, lost re-election, contested it by asking by asking by Russia in 2016 and incited insurrection. And now he's ruling the GOP in exile just as Putin would want. And Vivek wants to pardon Trump and his attackers and hand the federal government to oligarchs who don't follow the rules or obey law, unquote. Now, again, there's not a modicum of intelligence in that. However, it did get 1.7 thousand likes. So a lot of people agree with that statement. I mean, we now know that the whole Russia collusion thing was BS that, I don't know if it's not ironic, but it is interesting. Well, perhaps it's irony. That Clinton actually funded the mechanism for that BS research to concoct the whole thing. And interestingly enough, look at where Russia has performed invasions in other countries or taking back their land, some might argue. Didn't happen under Trump. It happened over... Obama's leadership, I believe, as well as the Bush leadership and Biden's leadership. The only time Russia didn't expand their footprint, geopolitically speaking, was when Trump was in office. Interesting, fun, fun thing to think about. So again, there's a little, there's one contrarian statement. Now, getting back to the mass responses, the Right Angle News Network, which A Plus for Marketing, their profile picture is in fact of a mathematical or geometrically class, the right angle. And they say, quote, you are very classy to stand up. <coughs> Sorry. You are a very classy and stand up guy, Vivek. We are all worried about Trump and what's coming to the country. We must back Trump and not let them achieve what they're planning. We must stand in solidarity and put America first, unquote. They got 5.9 thousand likes. Which, not to brag, I did get 13 likes on video a couple weeks ago. And if you could like this video, I'd greatly appreciate it because it helps with the YouTube magical algorithms. Man, lets me know if I'm doing a good job. If you think I'm doing a terrible job, let me know in the comments. Specifically, any critical feedback, always appreciate it because I want to know what I could improve. Now, someone by the name of Burt Macklin, which, that would be hilarious if it was really, not Chris Pine, what's the Chris? Not Hemsworth, not Pine. Who's the actor from Parks and Recreation who's now the space guy? Not Hemsworth, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth. What on earth is that guy's name? Chris Pratt. There we go. It's too many Chris's in Hollywood. It's ridiculous. Almost ridiculous as a name like Topping. Oh, wait. Nevertheless. Now, this alleged Burke Macklin says, quote, If he is such a great president, why are you running against him? Unquote. That got 7.5 thousand likes. Which, again, that's one of those things where there are a lot of people who are very much fans of Trump. And Vivek is getting a couple of their condolences and getting a lot of nice comments, but because there's a lot of political 
things that Trump and Vivek have in common in terms of policies, procedures, and ideals. It's one of those things where the people who like Vivek, they're already supporting Trump. That's why there's so many people in the comments who consistently will say Vivek 2028, because then they would give him their vote. Now, continuing to go through the comments, you have Brick Suit says, quote, I don't think it was a friendly fire. And is a that was the quote from Vivek. And then he has a picture of Vivek standing from standing with a guy with with an Iowa shirt. And it says, save Trump, vote Vivek. And it does have the outline of the state of Iowa, go Hawks, and a picture of Donald Trump in the jail. That got 3.6 thousand likes. See here. Austin Peterson chimed in saying, quote, smart move, my man. You're doing great. Don't get distracted. Wishing you the best for Monday. And quote, getting three point, or sorry, 6.3 thousand likes. See here. Three-year letterman says, quote, IMO. IMO. Oh, acronyms. Make it sound cool. They're smart. In my life. Gerald Ford was the greatest living president, unquote. I got 2,000 likes. I don't know about that, but it was a very agreed upon like. Zeke Akram says, quote, awesome response. I like Vivek more and more each day, unquote, getting 3.9 thousand likes. See here. Tara Bull says, quote, if the system won't allow Trump, maybe we need a new system, unquote, getting 2.9 thousand likes and probably a call from many three-layer agencies because they're concerned which in and of itself is concerning. Now, Malcolm Flex, who, I don't want to say eight plus for marketing, but he is in fact, as a youth might say, flexing his wealth because he has a chose to invest in precious metals such as gold as he has golden chains around his neck. Now he says, quote, if people can't understand why they're saying then that's on them, those of us who see everything with sober eyes, unquote. Well, dyslexia perhaps aside, and speaking of ineptitudes aside, I'll have to reattempt that. The quote is, quote, If people can't understand what they're saying, then that's on them. Those of us who see everything with sober eyes, unquote. My speaking ineptitudes aside, that got 5,000 likes. Carlson Crow says, quote, If we all ban Trump because the bad guys want us to, then we're already in slave shackles. You, We have to vote Trump in specifically because they don't want us. You're very smart. I'm sure you know this. Unquote. That got 3.3 thousand likes. I So Vince Langman says, quote, Vi again, he quotes, a quote within a quote is a little awkward, but Vince Langman says, quote, Vivek Ramaswamy, friendly fire isn't helpful. Also Vivek Ramaswamy. And again, it's a picture of Vivek with five gentlemen and maybe one lady with the Iowa shirt. And it's a, again, it's the outline of the state of Iowa. And it says, save Trump, vote Vivek. And that got 336 likes. Now, I, this person, I guess, is interpreting that t-shirt and that statement negatively. But, again, Trump is, again, he is processed. He's being accused of crimes. I don't think they'll, personally, I don't think they'll actually stick in a court. Unless the judge just, depending on what the judge does with the evidence or lack thereof. But, again, I think a lot of people do authentically believe that if you want to save Trump from pro political prosecution you do have to have to vote for Vivek. And again, there are some states that are taking Trump off the ballot. So I don't see that as friendly fire to have that t-shirt where it says, I mean, vote for Vivek in order to save Trump. It's it's not insulting Trump because again, he has offic he's officially been 
accused of crimes. So it's, uh, let me know in the comments if you think that's a pejorative statement or a pejorative shirt. But again, they're saying if they truly want to save Trump, they need to vote for Vivek. I, I don't see that as a negative attack as this person that I think they're interpreting it as. Now, nevertheless, again, that got 336 likes. We'll do one or two more. And again, it seems to be all overwhelming response for Vivek. And again, that's more likes than he's ever gotten before. Let's see here. Let's see. That. Bob BLD, another contrarian statement. He says, quote, you sure? Almost half of Americans disagree. And he references an article. They say 47% of Americans say he will be remembered as one of the worst presidents in American history, unquote. And that is referencing... I hate when they don't give you the sample size of the data, but that's just referencing a, it's just a screenshot of a news article. They don't say, you know, how many people were in that poll, where were they were geographically, what their political status is. Because again, I think a lot of people do love Trump. Don't get me wrong, there are people who hate him, of course. That's how it is usually in politics. It's usually a 50-50 shot. Now, it's fascinating to think that for, I got 266 likes on that. Let's see here. A little more contrarian statement. Red Wave Press, who Impulse for Marketing, their profile picture is in fact of a red wave. They say, quote, this is an awful response to Trump's attacks. Trump attacked him because he's worried Vivek will take MAGA voters from away from him. Vivek should be telling him why they should vote for him, not Trump. Follow if you agree, unquote. Which interestingly enough, a lot of people, oh, 224 people did like that. Now one more. Christina Pushall with alligator emoji or crocodile, I can't really tell. Nevertheless, it's in the profile. She says, quote, wait, Trump doesn't write his own post on social media. His campaign advisors post for him, unquote. They got 702 likes. And I think a lot of people are referencing maybe he listened to them. That is one of those things where I'd be fascinated if Elon were to do a plug-in. I guess, again, Truth Social is a different social network. But if there's a some type of, well, again, you have the technology. and you are If you're on X Twitter, you already signed away most of your rights in terms of digital privacy. But I wonder if they could make it a terms and conditions where they actually, it has to be posted by you. So you couldn't have a marketing company or a political advisor do it for you. I mean, in terms of the, that'd be a fascinating thing to do where, again, you have the front, if you're not concerned about cybersecurity, your front camera is just always turned, always un, uh, unblocked on your phone. Truth be told, I use a very expensive space age technology to ensure my front facing camera is never utilized called Clear tape, or if you're into brands and marketing, scotch tape, which is actually a brand. So then they, they could utilize that to ensure it's you that's actually posting for that, perhaps. Though, truth be told, you could just copy and paste or someone could you know, forward it to you and then you text it. But then you know that person is the actual person doing it. That'd be an interesting idea that it's not uncon unconceivable that could happen in the future. Let's see here. All right, we'll do one more. Carolina says, quote, you're doing yourself wait sorry you're doing raw wonderful but you made a mistake by posting a photo of yourself posing as trump's fate savior trump doesn't need and i'm not and i'm sure he doesn't want a savior unquote i got 549 likes now truth be told i think eh, i think trump could use some allies because again the more people you have politically speaking in your circle the better so i mean it'll be interesting to see there's a lot of crazy things going on in politics this week we'll analyze more of the iowa caucuses later but let me know in the comments. I mean, do you think was Vivek's response to Trump perfect? Is there anything he could have done better? Do you think he should have been he should have taken the offensive and maybe insult Trump? 
and go attack Trump for some of his gaps. It'd be interesting to see, and it'll always be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Toyota Super Sales crashed in 2023. I blame the dealerships and allocation. Now, this comes to us thanks to Jalopnik, and specifically, they note that, again, this is from Steve Del Vista, and they say that, <coughs> excuse me, Super Sales are down 46% year over year, and that's even with an introduction of the third pedal, which, again, I agree with most people in the fact that Day one, that vehicle should have had three pedals, also known as a manual transmission, also known as a stick shift, also known as the most fun you'll ever have in life while driving and operating an automobile. Again, I can't emphasize enough. If you want a stick shift vehicle, go out and buy one now to keep the stick shift alive, to send that signal to manufacturers that they still want to keep it. Now, when the Super first came out, it was controversial because it is mostly BMW. When you look at the percentage of parts to manufactured, it also, I believe it was manufactured by, not, is it Mecom or Mycom, a third-party manufacturer that they're kind of a white label or OEM. So it's one of those things where they're not assembling this at the Texas headquarters in Plano, Texas. And there's a lot of collaboration with BMW, obviously of the Toyota-inspired styling, but it only came with an automatic transmission from day one, which, again, the whole automotive enthusiast community, the people who love that car, I would argue a lot of them were influenced by Fast and Furious, which has become a huge automotive icon in and of itself. And the Mark IV Supra, well, I don't know if you'll ever get that magic again. The new Supra, again, mostly manufactured by BMW. But they did, to Toyota's credit, they take out a mess of resources. They actually made the manual transmission for it. So a couple years later, you could buy it with a stick shift. And truth be told, if you get the GR package, you actually get a free membership to NASA. Which I believe this is a, I should know, I'm actually part of it. I think it's the North American Track Association or North, it's something like that, but it's a phenomenal club to be a part of and they teach you how to race your vehicles. And Toyota, they have that whole program where you get that free one-year membership and you get a track day from Toyota. So if you buy a Toyota with the GR trim new, you, whether it's the Toyota 86, the Corolla 86, or the Corolla GR, or the Supra GR, again, GR is their racing, uh, racing brand, the racing team, you get that awesome track experience. And truth be told, every time I go to the track event, they have their whole team there. They even have their own garage there. It is brilliant marketing. It's awesome. And there has been an increase but in stick shift interest, but the overall sales are starting to flutter. Now, I also think this is partially due to the economy, political unrest, and economic uncertainty. Sure, it would be nice if we got gas down to like a dollar a gallon. Wouldn't be great if we did that. But nevertheless, now one of the issues that a lot of people are noticed are the dealerships. Now, look at, in terms of statistics on how many people or how many few they sold, they know that, <coughs> excuse me, Toyota sold 2,652 Supras in 2013, which, again, this is why you have cross collaboration with companies like BMW because to make a car from scratch is, it's a billion dollar gamble. Now, granted, you can hedge your bets by having, you can do polls, you can gauge interest from the public, but it takes a lot of infrastructure to make a vehicle. And again, in one year, they sold 2,652 Supras. Now, in, that was 2023. In 2022, they sold 4,952 Supras, which is ridiculous. Now, they note that the new three-liter Supra will run you near about $60,000 in automatic or manual. Let's see. And again, that's, that's a pretty high price point. 
And that's if you can get it at that. So now I'm curious. If we just go to Toyota's website, what is the actual price gap? So what's the cheapest super you can get in theory versus the top? So they looks like they no way. Did they drop the price? So the Toyota GR Supra, which again, that's the one where you actually get that free class as well. And again, I'm, I was going to say, I should email or call Toyota and be like, is there an affiliate link? Because I talk about this thing all the time. But nevertheless, I'm not paid by them or anything. They say that it starts at $46,440, which at that price point is pretty darn good. Now, the issue is the dealers. I'll get that. I'll get to that in a New York minute. Oh, come on, Toyota website. So I'm trying to see the actual price gaps or the price options. So we go to the build. Okay, here we go. So it starts at, again, 46,440. That's for the basic MSRP. Then it goes all the way up to 55,400 for the 3.0. You also get the 3.0 premium, which is 58,550. And then you have the 45th anniversary, which has special paint and a couple other things. And I'm sure it's tuned a little differently as well. That, got, that goes, at, again, this is base MSRP. That is $65,275, which has, that's not the craziest gap in terms of automotive. I mean, I think the craziest was the Dodge Challenger, which started sub about 30 grand and went all the way up to like over 100 grand. I think that that's the pinnacle vehicle of like diverse trim levels and packages. So again, it looks like Toyota, the article on Jalopnik is saying it's around 60 grand. It looks like it just started at $46,440 for the base 2.0. Now, it's one of those things where that's great, but how much does it really cost? Now, one of the biggest issues with most manufacturers that they're struggling with is the indirect sales model. Now, that does help them in terms of if you need your Toyota fix, you can go to a Toyota dealership, which is not owned by Toyota, but is a franchise model. So basically, they pay Toyota a fee to be to use their branding, their logo, to get training, certifications, and then they service the vehicles, which is a big point of revenue as well. Now, the issue with Toyota is they can't legally dictate the prices of the vehicles that are being sold. That's why a lot of people are blaming these big automotive companies. Like, we have, geez Louise, Dodge, some Dodge dealerships and Chrysler dealerships, they're charging over $100,000 for, for the last Challenger, which again, you could debate if it's, if it's really worth it, because it is the last hoorah, fastest car in the world. But they couldn't control that, and customers are getting irate. Some, I don't know how, perhaps they were inebriated by drinking Bud Light, but someone's buying a Ford F-150 Lightning for over $100,000 over list, over MSRP, which means they're spending about a quarter million dollars on an electric premium truck, which is obviously ridiculous. Unless, it, unless the bed of the truck is filled with diamonds or gold, that exceeds that value. But you have the dealerships where they're not really, they're adding a lot of what they call market adjustments. That's why I think the Honda Civic Type R is a ripoff at most dealerships because they're charging 15 grand over MSRP. And MSRP alone, no one is, historically speaking, you'll pay MSRP because at MSRP, they're making a hefty profit as is. That's why before the pandemic, consistently, it was a joke, only suckers paid MSRP, with the only outliers being specialty one-off, not one-off vehicles, but limited edition vehicles. And I mean limited in terms of, you know, there's actually maybe 150 or 250 units. Not like some automotive companies where they just have a trim level that's called limited, and the only limiting factor there is how many units they can push. Now, in the case of his cases with the Honda Civic Type R, I've seen dealerships that are charging 15K over, which means, I don't know, again, perhaps they're inebriated and they're drinking Bud Light. People are allegedly buying these vehicles for $70,000 for a Civic Type R, which I would never do. I love my Honda Civic SI with the stick shift. They only come with the stick shift, as all cars should buy by default. 
But when you have these pricing adjustments, you're alienating a vast amount of the market and you get to these price points where, well, why not get a used Porsche or a used Corvette or something like that? It can, it's a different category altogether. Now, I say that's the main issue when it comes to Toyota because, again, going to the comments section, anecdotally speaking, one of the biggest issues is that the dealerships don't have stick shifts. Interestingly enough, I was had my interview podcast where I talked to someone about how they want to get a Mustang, and they had to go to six dealerships to find a base model Mustang with a stick shift. No one else had them. So the dealerships, they're not gauging customer demand properly, which again, I'm not sure if they're just not sharing data with each other or they're, that seems like something that could be fixed properly with just data sharing and just getting more in touch with the consumer. But nevertheless, going to the comments section, a lot of people are knowing the dealership allocations. Some people saying, you know, we just can't find these vehicles. And when they do come to the dealerships, they're finding them in automatic only. So I think that is a contributing factor. Now we'll do a couple of the comments here and let's see here. A lot of people saying, so Postomatic 2000, he says, quote, this is a really great example of keyboard warriors loudly exclaiming for the need for a manual transmission about whining about engagement and complaining about inferior automatics, blah, blah, blah. Once the Supra is offered manual, sales drop, unquote. Now, I would also argue, because everyone who is a diehard super enthusiast either bought something else when it came out, or they acquiesced and they got the automatic. Now, the first response to this is one of the lost like one. Now, that got 18 likes. And as a youth might say, this person was ratioed, to say, to say the least. The ratioed person was Cronus. They said, quote, it's a little, it's too little, too late. Should have had a manual from day one. It was never going to be a big seller. It's ugly and not a Toyota, but every little bit would have helped, unquote. They got 23 likes. So, as youth might say, again, they were ratioed. Because, again, yeah, they should have had that day one in terms of the manual transmission, of course. And it never was going to be a big volume seller, which is why I think business-wise it made sense to team up with BMW. Because, again, the research and development costs and just, just manufacturing the engine alone, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. It's astronomical how much it takes to actually get a vehicle from just a concept car to actual production in the real world. And I can't help but think if they Toyota had more or more accurate communication with the dealerships as well as the end users, again, there are myriad ways to go around that, they wouldn't have had a big of a drop in sales. So I think the business model is many-fold. Partially, just not having a manual transmission day one. Two, not gauging the customer properly in terms of customer engagement and what they actually want. And then I would say three is dealership allocations and making sure they have the right inventories at the right time. And again, perhaps legally precarious, but making sure the prices are not, you know, hash, you know, the market adjustments aren't to the moon. And it is sad to see what many people consider the automotive icon that's was brought back to life. But this isn't just only Toyota. The Camaro sales were decreasing overall. Granted, they sold 2X last year before they killed the product altogether. But for just those, all those myriad of issues with the Toyota Supra, and I do hope it makes a comeback in 2024. But for right now, that is certainly business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Don't forget to leave a comment and like. That's a great way to give me some additional feedback. And uh, Of course, I want to make the shows better and better and better. Also, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe. Fight the good fight.